Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Unity FM 93.5. You're listening to Parenting Hour. And I'm here in the studio with Dr. Elizabeth Aman Penny, and we're talking about parenting, parenting in Ramadan specifically. Um, and before the break, there we were talking a lot about anger and dealing with anger and boundaries and choices and being a role model. Actually, we covered a lot before before the break. But if we we're moving on a little bit, I'm just thinking, what else should Ramadan be for parents? Is it just about the fasting bit? What else? should parents be teaching their children during this blessed month, even role-modelling their children Mm -hmm. in this blessed month? What do you think? Well, I think we we discussed before, didn't we, how Ramadan is about improving our whole selves. And I think one really key aspect of that is thinking about what we're saying to our children, Mm -hmm. examining what's actually coming out of our mouths. And we're going to see see a couple of patterns there which I think can be difficult from a parenting point of view and from an Islamic point of view. The first one of those is telling things to children that aren't quite true in order to make life easier for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your child says, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. And you say, you can have it tomorrow, dear. Or, Mm -hmm. yes, you can have that lolly after dinner. Or, inshallah, we are going to go and get you that present but to, you know, tomorrow or mm-hmm. another day. If that's true, absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. It's really good for children to learn to wait for things that they want. But if it's something that isn't going to happen mm-hmm. or that you're saying just to divert them and mm-hmm. to stop the tantrum, mm-hmm. that's really unhelpful because actually we need to role model honesty with mm-hmm. our children mm-hmm. and telling the truth. And if we say that we'll do something for our children, we need to do it. And if we can't do it, we need to apologise and explain to our children, actually, I did plan to take you to the fair today and we said that we were going to do it and we were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Now there's a rainstorm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that's happened. Yeah. And that's a good way of explaining to children that actually we plan and Allah plans, you yeah. know, and actually yeah. we can't do everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite careful with my children generally to say, I will try and do that. We are planning to do that, inshallah. Mm-hmm. It may not happen, but we're trying to do it mm-hmm. so that they know from the beginning that something could prevent us from managing that. Mm-hmm. But those are for things you've planned, not for things when you say kind of like, you know, I'm saying that, but I don't mean it. Yeah. And children learn that and then they use it themselves. And you see older children saying to younger ones, oh, you, you can have that later. And they don't mean it. Mm. That's a really sad thing to see because actually you're teaching your children untruths aren't you you are definitely and it's making me smile actually because i i know some cultures this is a, a cultural thing that um you go shopping for something and the the shopkeeper says tomorrow inshallah it'll be in bukra inshallah or tomorrow inshallah that means you know it'll be in tomorrow when they know it w- probably won't be in because we take it i remember many times be with my children and go back again tomorrow to the shop thinking yes and it won't be in and same answer and same answer for days and you think okay why didn't it just say it will be next week the delivery is next week you know and, and just and we'll come back then it is a, it's sometimes people it's a cultural thing that they don't want to disappoint you so people are saying this not out of badness but no, they, out of that they don't want actually to disappoint you or disappoint the child but giving an answer thinking no tomorrow's not that far away and I think the key is not disappointing your children but mm. actually I'm reasonably happy to disappoint my children sometimes mm. maybe I'm quite mean but I think it's okay that sometimes our children are disappointed and don't get what they want. Mm. It teaches us that we don't always have everything we need, everything we want in mm. this, this life. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to say to your child, actually, yes, the ice cream van is outside school. It's outside school every single day from mm. March until November. Mm-hmm. That mm. doesn't mean you're going to get an ice cream every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's okay to say no to your children yeah. and to make them... Our role is not to make our children happy all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, our role is to make our children into good people. Yeah. And that's sometimes okay if they're upset. Mm-hmm. 
And, and that's a really important point because they need this for later on. You know, they will be doing exams and maybe they won't get the results that they thought. So what are they going to do then? Have a tantrum where they don't get the results or are they going to be able to think, OK, that's what happened. Alhamdulillah, I got this. What can I do next? So they're learning those skills to problem solve. This won't come overnight like the training we we're talking about earlier on. It doesn't come overnight. So it is these little steps of training that you need to be uh, infiltrating into your children so that they know, OK, I can't have it now. I can have it later or I'm not allowed to have it whatever it is, so that children are understanding. Absolutely, and our children do need to learn there are some things that they can't have Mm. in this society. But, you know, mummy and daddy will try and make things as fair as they can. So Mm. I'm sure we've all had the experience of having a party bag and the child opens it joyfully and there's Mm. 17 gelatine sweets in there, (laughs) which you don't want to give to your children. Mm -hmm. So so with me, they'll always swap that in the bank of mummy for something they are allowed to have, Mm -hmm. which is fine. But, you know, they do have to learn not to immediately gobble it, not mm. to, they have to learn to wait and to mm. kind of, to control themselves a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's a useful, like you say, that's a really useful skill for when we get older. Mm. Mashallah. So children can join in in Ramadan as well in different ways. And um, it'd be interesting to, to hear what other ways besides the fasting, which is important, and I know they're learning about fasting and that's, that's really good, but what other ways can they join in? What would you recommend to parents that are listening to us now? I think it's really nice if we can try and make Ramadan for children a celebration. It's not just preparing for Eid, although I think we'll we'll talk a little bit about preparing for Eid and how important that is, especially Mm -hmm. in this society. Mm -hmm. But actually, Ramadan's not just a build-up to Eid. It's a celebration itself. You know, Ramadan is a celebration of the Qur'an. Mm -hmm. It's such an important time, and and everyone can benefit from that. So I try with kids to bring them in from the beginning, get them excited about seeing the moon, about when Ramadan's going to start, about does it feel different that we're in Ramadan, Mm -hmm. what's Mm -hmm. different about Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. As we're coming into the last 10 days, we can talk to our children about about how special those days are mm-hmm. and what they mean to us. With my kids, we did some we did some little sheets with our, our goals. We had family goals, and we also had the children write their individual goals for Ramadan. MashaAllah, so each child had an individual yeah, goal. Yeah, so they had really daily good. goals, so they mm-hmm. might say they wanted to read Quran just a tiny bit each day yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The younger ones might be trying to learn their Alif Bear Tab. Yeah, you know. yeah. But they also had monthly goals that they wanted to fast a certain number of days or a certain mm-hmm. number of half days. Mm-hmm. They wanted to... Um, have learned a surah or f- learned how to pray or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or learned to control their tempers a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of different goals that they had. Mm-hmm. So we can review those in the last 10 days and kind of see where they're getting. Mm-hmm. My younger two kids had a, a good deeds box. Mm-hmm. It was a really simple just box that they decorated. And in it, they put post-it notes with good deeds, which could be about reading more Quran, about praying, could be about helping mum, which are quite a lot of the helping mum <laughs> <laughs> to try and get them to think about, you know, how, okay, mum and dad are fasting, how can we help them? And that's mm-hmm. good deeds for us mm-hmm. as well. So they pull out one each day, try and do the good deed, and then they can stick it on a board when they've done it to show... Oh, I see. So they, before Ramadan, you sat down as a family and wrote down a lot of these on, on posters or a little piece of paper That's and, right. and uh, rolled them up, put them in a jar, and then every, each day they would pick out something that they had to do from this. That's a really yeah. nice idea. Yeah. yeah and for the last 10 days, a nice thing as well is to have um, a gratitude tree or, or mm. it could just be a gratitude board and they can just pin things they're thankful for. So mm. we have little leaves and a, mm. and a tree and they're posting little leaves on the tree, yeah. writing things that they're grateful for. So have children just to stop and reflect and they can do that in quite a visual way often mm-hmm. for children, don't they? Yeah. But, you know, just to get them to think at dinner time, yeah. what's something that I'm thankful for? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I want to say thank you to Allah for today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can start joining in with some of the prayers, learning some du'as in English, making du'a together as a family. Mm-hmm. You know, you might let them stay up especially late 
it might just be an hour after their bedtime or it might yeah. be all night for the older kids in mm. the last 10 nights to show yeah. them how special it is yeah. teach them to to talk to Allah like mm. you know to have that relationship yeah, mashallah. So there's a lot there that can be done depending on the age of the child to get children involved and excited. This is an exciting thing to do, having a jar of deeds, mashallah. This is really lovely. And, and I suppose that could go not just in helping mom, but could be doing something for your neighbours as well. Absolutely. We did. We added charity into that. Absolutely. Wow. So mm. um, giving giving things to your neighbours. But um, even my daughter put one about buying an Eid present for the fish because she was trying <laughs> to think about animals as well and, yeah. and you know, watering the plants thinking about the creation around us but certainly charity is a time so before Ramadan we tried to do a bit of a house clear but you could do that before the last 10 days it'd be a nice time to kind of for kids to think of maybe a few toys that they could give away in charity Mm. or um, some of their clothes that they're not using mm. maybe some of their Eid money they could think about do they would they like to take some of the money that they've got maybe they have some savings or maybe they have some money they know they're getting for Eid mm-hmm. and and use it for some of these charities that they hear a lot about in Ramadan yeah I heard one or two kids actually phoning into to Unity FM for mm. the um you know for the charities yes, and I thought yeah, that yeah. was a really beautiful thing yeah. that children are taking that responsibility themselves it is mashallah and and it is uh, the parents probably were encouraging the parents turned on the radio in the beginning and, and getting them to listen to the radio so that's really good that the parents are doing this and getting children involved mashallah and of course if children do fast even for a couple of hours they will actually feel hungry you can show them about children who are hungry mm. more you're not in a very you have to be careful not to upset mm. them too much when mm. they're very young but actually they do need to start to learn there's mm. lots of charities even in Birmingham you know for homeless here that Mm -hmm. people do feeding food you know making food for homeless and get involved in food packs for the poor in Birmingham so they know this is around us and they should be grateful and it does Mm. help that understanding a bit Mm -hmm. it does and every child will have probably a toy or something that they've grown out of and it may be even something that's precious to them but the idea that they're giving it to somebody else another child that doesn't have this so that child can enjoy that toy and you're bringing happiness to another child so for that child to understand for your own child to understand that you're giving away this toy to make another child happy it's really powerful really powerful message at a young age to to get that concept absolutely giving concept that sharing and we shouldn't belittle it you know sometimes a child gives something very small and meaningless and you might say well what's that it's broken anyway Mm -hmm. but actually let's try and praise them and encourage them and then you'll find that next time they might give something more meaningful you know Mm -hmm. they have to learn this process slowly and for children their toys and their clothes that's everything they have that's Mm -hmm. their whole world so we mustn't make it seem a small thing and we shouldn't Mm. force it Mm. you know let's get them to do this gently and slowly and with a lot of praise Mm. off their own backs rather than kind of going you've got 17 (laughs) toys find five of them now you know you have to do it carefully I think I think that's the best approach and if they see parents doing this as well I'm sure parents have a lot of gifts unwanted gifts that they have received that they either didn't want is a duplicate or something they're never going to use and if they see parents giving away those gifts as well and in Ramadan and doing the clear out and thinking okay I'm going to give this and have those discussions like what There's you so mentioned There's so many things, good things that we do do in Ramadan mm-hmm. but sometimes we don't we're not explicit to our children explaining mm. that we're doing them and sometimes that's like a good reason you know we, we, we may do our good deeds privately mm. but actually include your children in that that's mm. not showing off that's mm. in, that's that's teaching them isn't it so mm-hmm. if you are giving food to someone who's poor or take the kids with you mm-hmm. you know if you are th- taking some stuff to a charity shop show them what you said and so, you know you could talk them through it you could say oh mummy actually really likes this top mummy's got mm. three other tops that are similar so she's going to give this one away mm-hmm. and this is why and she knows someone else would be really happy to have it and when they see that process they see you doing it mm-hmm. they're much more likely to to copy that 
Definitely. Wow. Very good and powerful messages, I think, that we can be giving our children, inshallah, this Ramadan. So we were talking there a lot about uh, the different things uh, around Ramadan, about being uh, open and honest and about being a role model and praising our children for doing the right things. Should we always be praising our children in, in every respect? Is that something we should be doing freefully? I think we need to kind of always think about being this middle way between we don't want to be too harsh with our children. We, praise is a really, really useful tool mm-hmm. to help encourage good behaviour in children. So they really do respond very well to positive praise. But praise should be honest. Going back to being honest again, there's, mm-hmm. there's, you know, if a child does a little scribble on a piece of paper and you go, that's the best thing I've ever seen, mm-hmm. they won't respond to that because they know it's not true. Mm-hmm. They didn't actually put much effort in. you know. Mm-hmm. And so you're praising things excessively. And also, I think it's really important that we praise children for trying hard at something not just and you know for their effort not just for their achievements so it's not just saying oh mashallah you got an a that's fantastic look how well you did and then turn to the brother and going what about you you really got to see you need to work harder it's about praising it's about saying well look you know both of you stayed up you did an extra hours homework at the weekend i really noticed how hard you've both worked and actually that's what we need to be encouraging in our children because how able they are or what happens to them that's from allah mm-hmm. but how hard they try that's something that they can you know they can do themselves so that's kind of fair praise isn't it yeah mashallah and what a better time to start that but in ramadan to be actually fair with our children not to make comparison between one and the other to treat them individually and to recognize individual achievements and that's part of gratitude to allah isn't Mm -hmm. it that we notice the children and how they are how they are different and we're not being ungrateful by saying oh look at you and your sister's so clever Mm -hmm. it's noticing our children are individuals that allah's created them the way they are mm-hmm. let's be grateful for how they are and, mm-hmm. and be thankful and we can mm-hmm. thank be thankful to Allah partly by being thankful to them you yeah. know mashallah mashallah and and sometimes the best way of praise is to say jazakallah khair and may Allah mm-hmm. reward you for doing this and mm-hmm. reward you for your kindness etc that you uh, and how nice you are to each other in the family mm-hmm. Inshallah, going back to your charity, with charity jar again, which is a really good idea, mashallah. Mm. And I think uh, next Ramadan we'll be encouraging our parents to take up that mm. more, that mm. charity jar, mashallah. We're just going into a, another break now, I'm afraid. Uh, uh, the commercial breaks come quite quickly. But after the break, I know we want to talk a little bit about Eid, and so we will spend some time focusing on that. So inshallah, do join us after the break. Allah, Allah, Allah.
Welcome back after the break. We are talking here today about parenting in Ramadan. And mashallah, we've done a lot, a lot, uh, given you a lot of techniques about parenting, about raising your children, about looking after them, keeping your anger, about being honest, being fair, getting them to encourage them to give charity, how to love each other. So we've been doing a lot before the break there about this. And we do want to spend some time, I think, on Eid and looking at Eid and then maybe give our parents some top tips for Ramadan just before we end. So if we're going to look at Eid, because now parents should be looking at Eid, like we're in the last, nearly the last 10 days now. Absolutely. And I think as Muslims, we do need to be a bit, be a bit more prepared, especially when we have kids. When we don't have mm-hmm. kids, we can kind of wander into things and mm-hmm. stay up all night preparing. But actually, when we have kids, we want to prepare them and prepare ourselves. You know, these last 10 days are going to be very special for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So if we can try and get Eid shopping and Eid preparation and our plans with our families before that, it gives us that time to focus on our on our worship as well so that we get less stressed if we try to do both things at the same time. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you could you give parents about uh, preparing for Eid with their families, with their children? In some cultures, there's not just the shopping for the presents or presents for children. Some cultures is given money. And some cultures, you have to do a lot of cooking as parents. And there is mm-hmm. big parties and special dishes and they spend some mums spend a lot of the 10 days actually in the kitchen doing Mm, these wonderful cakes etc so they don't have an awful lot of time there Uh, what what way do you think we could use our time better have you got any advice I think every culture is different and I think it's really nice that we have traditions in celebrating Eid Mm -hmm. I think we need to bear in mind what we're competing with in this country and that Christmas is such a big deal for a lot of our children's peers. So they will see so much about it. We hold term at school in a lot mm. of the schools that our children attend all about Christmas. Mm. And there's a lot of allure and attraction in, in the lights and the presents and the stories about Christmas, which are very strong within this culture. So we do need to create... Eid that is special mm-hmm. for our kids so that they do feel that they have something special to them mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean we have to spend all our time arranging it it doesn't mean massive children's parties necessarily, it doesn't mean loads of money mm-hmm. it actually means valuable small things taking a little bit of time out to really treasure our children mm-hmm. and that can be in the little traditions that you do which might come from your culture or might be just unique to your family 
never underestimate how important those are and that's often in kind of doing the same thing the same way you know it yeah. might be that you have a special meal the night before mm-hmm. Eid it might be that you take your children out and get their, the girls their henna done or mm-hmm. buy them bangles it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be anything expensive mm-hmm. so that they're getting ready and getting excited yeah. it may be that you, you all go to the Eid prayer in the morning together mm-hmm. and that you don't actually allow the children to just open all their presents straight away you might mm-hmm. want to space that out a bit so they mm-hmm. enjoy the day more it's amazing how much small things can seem lovely if they're done regularly and they're done in a special way. So, for example, like I give my kids clothes to eat. Mm. Yeah. And it might just be new socks and a mm-hmm. new pair of pyjamas, which they need anyway. Yeah. But if I wrap them up and have them at the bottom of their bed so they can put them on in the morning or they mm. can see them straight away, it becomes a sort of tradition and then it becomes much more fun and enjoyable. Mm. So it's just about giving a little bit more thought to how you do the things that you do anyway mm-hmm. and giving them a few minutes to understand the specialness of that occasion Mm -hmm. and definitely spreading out the fun through Mm -hmm. the day so if you're going to have to visit a lot of families you know and that some of those families might not have kids it might be worth thinking about having a a toy that you've bought for them they can open quite early in the day Mm -hmm. and bring with them yeah um, so that they can they, they can have something to something, do when they yes. keep busy, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, or spreading out, if you have maybe two or three little gifts for them mm-hmm. that they can open through the day rather than open mm-hmm. all straight mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Don't give them all their sweets at mm-hmm. nine in the morning <laughs> yeah. unless you want to have yeah. a very difficult <laughs> eat day. Just those kind of practical yeah. things of planning out. Make sure you talk to your whole family about who's doing what and when. And it may be that, you know, if you all come together, you can share some of the jobs so that it's a little bit less mm-hmm. for one mum to manage, mm-hmm. I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that you mentioned culture and, and here we're here as Muslims here in the UK developing our own culture um, for ourselves and our family over the years. We always decorated the house the night before I eat it because mm. I always felt I wanted to make it something special for them. And now actually my children continue that themselves. So even though it, we, the last night before I eat we don't have to pray Tarawir prayer. Mm. We often go to the mosque just to pray Aisha so that the mosque is not crying after us. And I've come home the last couple of years and my children have decorated the house so they've taken on that now they're much older of course taking on that tradition themselves which is it's really nice to, to see because they've made a very special time and they want to make it special so I think that's what you're That's saying lovely. as well making this very special and it's about them. having a family tradition isn't yeah. it and, mm. and you know not every, it doesn't fit for every family so no, it I know yeah. some families aren't mm. comfortable with the idea of decoration mm. too much decoration so they feel it's like Christmas or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. but there's lots of subtle ways that you could do that yeah. so you mm. know candles or, or whatever mm. makes you feel but just something that makes you feel a little bit different and for me I, I certainly think one of the allures about Christmas um, when I grew up was always having that tree Oh, in yes. the you in know the, the beautifully corner, decorated yeah. tree in the corner with presents underneath it that mm. you couldn't quite open. Mm. So sometimes I've I've thought when, as my kids get older, I didn't want to do it with the two young ones. It might be a bit too tempting. Mm. But actually having a little box of presents in the corner, mm. certainly not a tree or anything no, like that. No, 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 but you yes. know, just having something that reminds them it's coming. Yes. I think it's something about reminding kids this is going to happen. Mm. You know? But we yeah. don't have to go crazy. This is no. not like Christmas, and we shouldn't mm. buy them fifty presents that mm. cost fifty quid each. It's ridiculous. I don't think that any of us, when we look back to celebrations in the past we don't remember the value of the present Mm -hmm. we remember the little fun things mm-hmm. that you did together the mm-hmm. outings yes I think that's really good advice that it is the little things and it is the time together and it is maybe even sharing that experience and discussing with them what is it they might need so there might be some things that are a surprise but there might be some things that like you buying some clothes that they need some mm-hmm. things that they really need it might be some an interest or a hobby and they might like a book in that or they might like to have a, a, even a course and that's something that would really excite them so something that they need um, that they like as well 
well as a little surprise. So we should be aware that we're not spending huge amount of money and training them in that we're, yes, it's a time for celebration, but we can be, we're happy together, we're spending that time together and getting to know each other and enjoying the time together, mashallah. Absolutely. Mashallah. So, mashallah, we, we've, we've talked a bit about Eid, and I think now is the time for parents to prepare for that uh, and getting those little gifts ready or whatever it is so that there's not that rush and preparing maybe even for Eid Day. What are they going to do? As you mentioned, is it going to be with extended family? Are we going somewhere special? What are the opening times of that place if we are going there? Mm. Is it appropriate or not appropriate to go into? Because sometimes we go uh, to places and then we find, no, that I shouldn't have come there and mm. get carried mm. away in the, the day of Eid and we want to celebrate and there's no place open. So thinking and planning these things is, is really important for, for parents w- with children. Absolutely. Mm. And, and again, you know, not saying, oh, we're going to do this and then it gets cancelled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we need to make sure we're very careful with our kids, what we're, what we're promising them, don't we? Brilliant, brilliant. So is there any tips, and I know we're coming to very near the end of the show, is there mm. any tips that you'd like to give parents either about Ramadan or about Eid from what we've been discussing today? I think in terms of Ramadan, going back to our, we want our children to become better in the month, but we need to become better. We need to be good role models. And certainly in our behaviour, we really wish that all the parents listening, you know, that their children and that my children will see a little bit of a difference. Not a massive difference. You're not going to be a different person. But to see that you're trying, because then they're going to try as well. Mm-hmm. And going back to the thing about controlling your temper, there are times when you are going to be very angry. And, you know, that's a time when you can just step away from the situation. Give yourself some space. Give yourself a grown-up timeout. You know, yeah, go yeah. into a room, close the door. Don't let their screaming annoy you. Do mm-hmm. some zikr. Mm-hmm. Do some, you know, some just read some Quran. Yeah. Do wudu. Sit down. Inshallah. Try and, you know, use the sunnah examples of how to control your temper. But just give yourself a little bit of space. One more minute, two minutes away from the kids is not going to make you any later than you already are. Mm. You're better off doing that than shouting at them. Very good tip, mashallah, to end the show with. And I hope parents have enjoyed today's show and taken a lot of benefit from it. It was lovely having you on the show, mashallah. Zakhlaq Khairan, Dr. Elizabeth Iman Penny, mashallah. We hope to have you back very soon. Uh, It's lovely being with you. Parents, have a lovely week, inshallah. Please make every minute be useful for you in the last 10 days of Ramadan and start preparing for Eid. And do tune in to us next week, inshallah. Have a good week. Assalamu alaikum.